Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GMGM, Thursday, October 26th, 2023, look at that, ah, oh, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day, I got my co-hosts in the house, one of them just dropped, just like the press V's, Ovi, <laughs> Good morning. How are you doing today? Yeah, man. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, Joe, that PFP slap. When did you change that? Uh, I changed it a few days ago. Um, about a week ago, actually. Cheeky. Yeah. Cheeky, cheeky. Um, it's a fairy lights threat guy. There's only seven of them or six of them, I think. Fairy lights threat guy. Damn. Threat Red guy. <laughs> it's not a thread guy it's a red guy um and uh anyway so we're gonna try and get mando back uh we're uh we're definitely um gonna try and get mando back here and get him to uh can get him to get back on stage but in the meantime in the meantime today on the show today today market update well when we first did the topics Heath was up three percent um, which, which no, is, no. I guess this, this this topic is now barred irrelevant, but we're still gonna give you a market update. Um, because the rally, I mean, at least last night, I brought it up to about twenty alts with Pepe jumping more gala ETH, a bunch of different alts that that ended up running. But we'll we'll definitely give a market update. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, look at the new update. Uh, market update. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for updating the stack sims here. Uh, because ETH literally just like fully uh pulled back from that rally overnight uh here uh meme land meme land raises 10 million dollars uh for their token sale um you know so we're gonna see you know talk about this because that's obviously relevant in the news uh stonk stump the stonks the stonks are dumping are we seeing some um we're seeing some uh pullback on the on the uh, on uh, on the rally, Ovi, we'll, we'll be talking about this because it seems like a lot of stocks actually had to uh, where uh, uh, rallied back the other way, and Google had its worst days since 2020. SBF SBF is set to testify today. Uh, cheeky. Usually, you're not kind of supposed to testify in his case, but he's testifying. Um, I'm not sure if he's testifying because he thinks. That he has a chance of making that jury feel for him, or he's doing it for shits and giggles of the movie. Uh, but he's testifying today, so we're definitely going to see what happens on that front. Andrew Tate, if I've seen a bottom signal, that's if you've never seen one, yeah, it usually is one hell of a bottom signal for you, uh, ladies and gentlemen of Web3. Uh, Andrew Tate hates NFTs. Um, you know, NFT and crypto influencers in the middle of that catching strays here uh, on his rant. So uh, we'll be talking about that. And then, you know, last but not least, we do have to mention Ovi's drop at some point and talk about the boxing drop because you're going to knock the motherfucker out. Uh, option one. And as usual, as usual, oh, I'm going to bring Carlo out stage so that we can, the SBF, SBF will talk with you. But um, but in the meantime, you know, as usual, our show is powered by Kraken NFT. Check him out, kraken.com forward slash rug radio. You know how to spell that at this stage. Even if you're not trying to buy something there, just click on the link, okay? Thank you very much. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> you know, it's just more sincere marketing. Just click on the link, okay? Uh, and with that, with that, with that, just a reminder, we are also live on video. We're going to both, you know, we're all going to upload the broadcasting link in a second. Uh, here, but we're live on audio, video across all platforms. So with that, why don't we just get to our market update? I mean, our, our co-host dropped. I, I don't know if he dropped with the price of ETH, uh, Ovi, or what happened uh, there. But what what the hell is going on in the market? I guess you kind of have to change your report live because those red candles I'm seeing right now are very red. Yeah, I think we just, we're just back to where we were yesterday, really. We had basically... Overnight and this morning, European as we had quite a large rally. It was, it was, you know, Bitcoin got to like 34.4k, I think, but ETH pumped all the way to 1850. ETH Bitcoin ratio rose, I think, to 0 0.053 from 0 0.05. So 
things are moving in the right direction. You know, a lot of altcoins are pumping as well. Um, Pepe was up like thirty percent this morning, so it was leading meme coins too. And then, yeah, I don't know. In the last um, in the last few minutes or so, everything sold off again. But you know, I don't think it's going to be up only from here. I think you are going to see this choppy style of, of price action. And we had the same thing a couple of days ago as well, right? Like we had things rise and then they drop back again and they bounce again. And I think we're going to see more and more of that. So I think it's good. It's a good trading environment, I think, because if you're trying to trade the ranges or get long, you know, you can, it's easy enough to like buy the dip and then sell when it moves back up. But I, I think it's important to not FOMO because inevitably you, you know, you could have bought that rip this morning and then you're back down again. So um, yeah, I think that's, that's basically it. That's basically all that's happening, I think. Uh, yeah, it's definitely what's happening. I mean, we're seeing quite a pullback to 33.8 Bitcoin. 1770 ether and 31 soul uh but listen um if i told you two weeks ago that bitcoin would be 33.9 here and that would be considered a pullback yeah um, exactly probably think i'm crazy yeah just everyone's memories are so short you know it's just like oh i can't believe it's pulled back here it's like we haven't even pulled back the second leg up remember the three and a half thousand dollar candle the other day we haven't yeah. even pulled that candle back yet. exactly I think 32 is the level from what i'm picking up on on exactly um so we haven't even we're back <laughs> we're 34k no no it's so over bitcoin is thirty four thousand united states dollars oh oh man why can't we have nice things <laughs> we do have nice things bitcoin is thirty four thousand dollars and uh and it went up it's still up a lot i mean let's look at the charts here ovi um that second a second pullback. I have a feeling that that ETH flush had Mando running back to his Rollbit account off the record or something like that. Like I, I, I yeah, maybe he was on. He was in the studio. He was in the studio, and then he Dude, was he not, was here, and then he was not in the studio. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty nasty candle, huh? Looks <laughs> like that. He, he he is trading. He he said he just had to go trade. Unfortunately. He just replied back in the chat. I asked him not to become a keyboard monkey. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a nasty red candle, huh? It looks like it's getting filled as well, that wick. It is getting filled. Uh, it is. Uh, but it's not, you, you're going to have these, you know, you're going to have moments where people take profits. You're going to have moments where people try and fade it and short it. And I think you just have to, this price action to me is more bullish than like the price action we saw before when it was just like flat and slowly trending lower every day. Yeah. Like at least like the hourly. you get these big moves up and then you get oh, wait, big moves that down. That was a minute candle, right? Like look at the second you move up one notch an hour. It's like, oh, what moved down? Yeah, exactly. So. Come on, mate. Like let's, you know, let's let's run some perspective into people in the, uh, that are watching us on. We're live on X. I posted the X link, by the way. Let me pin it for anyone who's uh, thinking, who's wondering. Oh, it's, it's already pinned, the video. But you know what? What what uh what uh what what moved down here? You know what I mean? Like, look at that was the second leg up, Ovi. Right? It was this one, I believe. It was around yeah. here. It was this candle, right? That got us yeah. to thirty-five. On my, I remember because one of my flights, my first leg, my first flight was the first leg up, and my second flight was literally the second leg up on Monday night. Okay. Yeah. And that was the second leg up, and you're just literally just ranging still here. So just for the people freaking out here while we're live on the show, because this show always turns out to be either doing a giga pump or a giga dump. Like it's always at this time. Always. It's like 10, 15. It is. It is it's almost like people wake up at this time and just want to do something. So I know. Um, I'm surprised the Europores got ETH to like 1860 overnight. Cause like usually like Asia takes care of it from 7 p.m my time and like Europores just sell the shit out of it and then like America wakes up again but I'm surprised you guys actually carried last night yeah I think um uh I think it was I don't know maybe there's some Europe FOMO and then um you know people just came and decided they wanted to sell and take take some chips off the table which is fine like it's gonna happen I think it's um if you're just yeah. sitting there and holding I don't think you really care I think if you're trying to trade this stuff around then it can be a bit can be very choppy i think you have to watch out yeah yeah anyways uh i guess we'll see uh but that's four hours 12 hours and the daily on bitcoin and it's it's really mostly eth that's just been kind of uh kind of not being too nice to us what's the eth btc ratio at right now 
Yeah, 0.052. It's up a bit. Yeah, it's up a bit, yeah. I mean, it was down so bad the rest of the time. So, and then what do you have here? BTC DOM, still at 54. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's nothing to worry about for the people that are starting to get worried about these tiny little moves. It's uh, probably a waste of your time, um, frankly, to to look into that. But anyways, anyways, I guess we could talk stocks with you in the meantime that, that, um, that, uh, that, that Mando's uh, coming on the show, but we had quite a flush out on, on stocks. Too. And I'm seeing a lot of people talk about the S&P. Obviously, it's not something I understand fully, so I'd rather ask you. But what's happened on that front? Um, and another question I have for you is, if the S&P and uh, tech stocks in general continue to flush, will we see a, a pullback on crypto? Because I don't think we have a full decoupling now. Like Decouplings usually last a couple of days and we get happy about them, but I don't think it's fair to say that we've really decoupled from stocks, right? Yeah, I think, uh, look, tech stocks were definitely weak yesterday. Um, as you mentioned at the beginning, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google, reported um, that their earnings actually were um, were fine. I think they just reported like a negative outlook. And so that dropped about 10%, which is a big, big, big move for that, given the market cap. Um, and that, along with it, dragged down tech stocks. And it's, I don't know, I mean, we're back to levels that we last saw in May now on the S&P 500 and stocks. So they're, they're really not trading very well. Um, and I think, for me, it feels like maybe it's a delayed reaction to the moving interest rates. Like you had a few weeks where interest rates keep going higher and stocks kept going higher and it didn't really make sense because remember stocks are valued based on future cash flows. So if your interest rates are higher, then your present value is lower. Um, so maybe it's just um, a bit of concern around earnings seasons and the impact of rates and the fact that they're going to stay higher for longer and it's going to eventually have um, a negative effect on on those companies. It could be that too, and people just realizing that. It could also be a seasonal thing, like you know you're getting towards about two and a half months to the end of the year, and stocks have had a good year this year, and people just feel like taking chips off the table to you know lock in those gains for the year as well, because most funds will be reporting based on annual performance. So it could be that too. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, uh, I think it's uh, a little bit concerning, I would say, but not really the end of the world. With regard to crypto, I mean, maybe crypto is now finally reacting to stocks today and has dropped off a little bit. But um, I think I think you'll continue to see a, a decoupling here. We've seen a decoupling for a long time now. I think for at least six or seven months, maybe even most of this year, you've had moments where crypto has rallied and stocks have sold off and vice versa. So it just feels like crypto is its own thing right now and it's really trading around ETFs and Bitcoin, um, but yeah, I think um, I don't think there's anything like overly worried to, to over, anything to be overly worried about. But I would definitely keep an eye on stocks because if they drop another like five percent, then I think that will take crypto down with it. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know what's funny? I'm looking at the timeline. All the bears are out. You have a move from Bitcoin from thirty four five to thirty four one, and the bears are like, yeah, you know what? That's a short. That's so short. You know what's funnier, Ovi? Tomorrow morning when we start pumping again, they're going to be like, oh, no, I covered. I'm long. I yeah, covered. That's, uh, that's always the way. That's always the, the meme way. is crazy. The I covered meme is crazy to me, bro. It's yeah, always yeah. like, oh, I promise I covered. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I but, covered and I flipped long at the lows. Yeah, I flipped long at the lows. Like at the actual low, like I 100% managed to flip. You know what? I tried shorting a little bit in the last month. That's where I think I got wrecked the most. And I have to say, it is an unbearable thought. Like the thought of going to bed and knowing you're short against this market. Like, how do you sleep at night? Like, I just like, I being long, being long makes me, makes me sleep good. I get full eight hours sleep. I'm happy. I'm healthy, you know, cause I know I'm on the right side of history in the market, but being long, being short, being short brings me no satisfaction whatsoever. Cause then what you're celebrating a down move. Fuck that. I think it's a, yeah, it's a dangerous game right now because the it feels like the momentum is has changed and shifted and is upwards and you know like things can drop a hundred percent lower that's the maximum you can make in a short but things can go up an infinite amount and that's the maximum you can make in a long so just generally speaking like if you're long biased probability says that you will make more money over time than if you're short biased I think um, and especially now like we've just been through this two year bear market and it does feel like things are slowly coming out of the woods for crypto. And so I just think a long bias probably makes a lot more sense than, than being short. But yeah, I wouldn't, I personally like, I know some people like to short scalps and all that kind of stuff and that's fine, but I personally wouldn't really be like running shorts here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mando. Yo. Good morning. 
DM, how are you? We're vibing. We're vibing talking about tax talks and if there's any going to be any correlation and if the S&P keeps flushing, which was a question I had for Ovi this morning, uh, because I, I'm not sure about a full decoupling just yet in crypto and, and, and uh, trad markets. And then mm. I was just talking about the general flush that we quickly got. But sadly, uh, Bitcoin is, is just 34.1K, which really sucks. Um, and so yeah, I think look, that can't be the bears. This morning, what we saw this morning was a bunch of uh, alts decided to outperform Bitcoin. And then as soon as it happened, they all just got smashed. <laughs> they all got yeah, smashed. Bitcoin, um, yeah. So ETH was trading 100 higher than this. It was trading at basically 1865 this morning. Um, briefly rallied. Um, and then the ETH Bitcoin ratio got smashed. The most frustrating now. coin. The most frustrating coin. I know this one's been frustrating I, I you think, for the last couple oh, of days. Sure. It frustrated me too, but it's, it's so annoying. <laughs> I broke my cardinal rule of never going levered long ETH. And then... Uh, Came back and slapped me in the face. So it's it is the most annoying thing ever. Like yesterday when you were telling me that like longing ETH is like banging your head against the wall. I think it was the most like re um, I, I could relate to that so much. I just closed everything, called it a day. <laughs> I was, like, I was tired is. of banging. My head. Like you go seventeen eighty six ninety eighteen hundred. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Fuck you, ETH guys. We're going back to seventeen seventy five. Wrecked, you know. <laughs> Before Bitcoin bed, I is went... the only thing you can own in this market. It seems. Oh my god! But you know what? We just did some charts, and we just look at it. And when you zoom out to one hour, four hours, whatever, all the rest, like Bitcoin's still looking amazing. And you, you've been talking about Solana a lot. Solana's still looking great, by the way. So it's just Solana uh... and Bitcoin are the two that always outperform. Um, I just felt like today was the day for ETH. And, Not and then it just get absolutely smashed I, in that movie. I just like Jenny, like I want more ETH fun on the timeline. I'm seeing like those big guys, like what is it, Don Alt? I'm seeing a lot of uh a lot of people like being super bearish ETH on the timeline and like talking ETH down, saying that oh they're not seeing it anymore, that the ETH BTC chart that you guys are, you know, we always see all the time going way lower, this and that. I just give me more ETH fun. Like I, I think we still need more before we really yeah. have a hated run. Yeah. But hey, tomorrow's Friday, not today. And Friday is historically our God Candle Day. So maybe we'll get ETH God Candle for Shabbos. What do I know? Anyway, so next topic uh, we had uh, in line uh, for you all here, which I quickly uh, went over it, but let's go to it now. But meme line. And then, Carlo, please stay on the stage with us because I do want to bring you up uh, to talk about the FSBF uh, testifying uh, in court with us. But meme line. So Memeland raises $10 million uh, in uh, token sale. Um, obviously, like a lot of you are familiar with uh, the Memeland team. Uh, they're the X9Gag team. We've had them on the show. You can refer back to Spotify to listen uh, to the show that we hosted uh, with them uh, a while, while, while back. But obviously, they've been hinting at this meme token for a long time now. Um, it was delayed one month when the market, you know, obviously was just not having it. And I think obviously delaying it one month was probably the smart move, given how the market's going right now. But it seems like they've um, they've raised 10, they've secured at least $10 million uh, in funding within uh, minutes uh, after, uh, going live, it seems like, um, you know, there was a wallet that was shared by Cyrus and you can just see it, um, going on and on and on and on. Um, have you guys looked into it at all or participated in, in, in the sale? No, not me. No. I, I'm personally not a fan. Uh, I'm pretty openly not a fan of like preceded meme coins. I just don't think that they, they necessarily work. Um, but at the same time, like it's it's it, there's a whole ecosystem being built here, so maybe this does turn into something. But it has surprised me because I, I would have assumed that this could get more fud than uh, plaudits. They're going to raise a lot of money. It's not. I have no doubt they can raise a lot of money. But we've had. I mean, we've seen people come on the show um, pitching shit coins, and uh, it's always great at the start, and then let's see how things are in like you know a month and a half, two months. It's not. It's not really a meme coin, is it? Like you can't like. I mean, it's not. A, I guess to me, a meme or a gaming coin. It seems the gaming like, coin. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's definitely. 
it's still got the meme culture bit to it. Like you got, if you read what people are buying into, they're like, well, it's a meme coin called meme. Like this is going to go higher. But I, like, I'm sure they've built out, they built a gaming ecosystem alongside that, but I still, I don't know. Ship has a whole gaming ecosystem too. I, I don't think that's, that's why you own a coin. I see what you mean. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the typical meme coin is like the fair launch meme coin that comes out of nowhere and like, you know, there's maybe a few. Yeah, which I'm not saying you should buy those either. I'm just saying that this, this, for me, this isn't what I think will do well. This doesn't feel organic, does it? Doesn't feel. That's what I think. It's just a bit forced um, to do a pre-sale and then, uh, yeah. So there's, I don't have the wallet address, but this morning Cyrus's tweet was saying there's 5.3k ETH locked in it already. So you're looking at about 10 mil. Um, depending, of course, on uh, on on ETH prices, um, and it's garnered a lot of attention. So uh, definitely uh, newsworthy here. But ten million dollars—it's a lot of liquidity uh, that's going towards that at the moment. And obviously, we'll see what happens on the back of that. But it's uh, it's pretty wild. Do we have any like information on like when exactly this all comes out? I mean, ten I million dollars. It's a lot. Isn't isn't the valuation at like sixty nine million though? Like they're gonna raise a lot. They're raising a sixty nine val, and there's sixty nine yeah. billion tokens, I believe. Yeah. So I think they're gonna. This is the first bit of a sale, and then they're gonna do a second second bit as well. So I think yeah, this is gonna raise a lot. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens on that front. I mean, it'll be interesting to follow. Am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong for saying like I'm, I'm not like over the moon? But I don't feel like this is. I'm not. I'm not running. I'm not rushing to it. I'm not rushing. I don't think you're wrong. I, I'm not rushing to it. And I, I, if by the way, if anybody has an opinion about this, you're more than welcome to request to speak on it. Oh uh, yeah, I'd love to hear the other side of the argument because I think we're all just kind of writing it off. But maybe there's something we're missing. Or no, I'm not writing off. I actually think it can pump. I actually think it can pump. But I just feel as though that's not really what it is. It's always a, yeah. these meme coins can always pump, man. Like it's, what, it's, what happens at first is you always see a pump and then an inevitable um, bump. And then from there, it either just reclaims that and goes crazy or it doesn't. In this case, it is the meme. I personally am bullish meme land team. Like the team as a whole. I like Ray Chan a lot. Great guy. Um, I really liked him on the show. He's like, I think he was one of our better episodes too in general. Like people really loved it. We got a lot of good feedback. So I, I think his ability to build a, a, a very successful company and brand is bar none. Like he's one of the in the in our current like NFT PFP space, probably one of the top like actual founders because he has founded before, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, we all know Nine Gag. Like Nine Gag fucking invented memes, bro. You know what I mean? So it's like you already know that, but uh, but that doesn't mean that like the token itself will be successful because then the token involves a lot of market participants, and market participants can ruin it for you. So it's different, right? It's like you. It's not once the token's out, it's not really in the hand of the main team as much as it is when That's it's. What like, I mean, yeah. Right, like if it's an NFT project, the four pumps and stuff based on the actions of the team, and the team could have control over those actions. When it comes to token, I don't know how much is being like uh, being out in a fire sale, but like it's obviously not in the hands of the team as much as it used to be. It's the hands of market makers. So, we'll see. I, I'd really love to 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 hear like um, what like what the bullish uh, case is, and if someone is part of the meme line community, more than welcome to. And if not. What I can do is once all this is set and done, we could bring just Ray back on the show and see what he thinks and that what's on the other side uh, of it, right? Like once the whole, let's wait for a token sale to finish and everything, and then like we can we can we can probably get like Ray on and talk about it. But I I don't see anyone taking us up on the other side right now. Um, I think like, like I'm just being objective. I think if people are in it for like and they've been in the assets for for this meme coin to come out, and then they'll be in it for the pump of this meme coin. I'm just I. I I'm worried for the long-term health of the project when it ties itself to a, a coin like this, particularly when it's like a pre a pre-sale meme coin. I just feel like that's a very dangerous, dangerous road to go down. Like we've seen it with a lot of different NFT tokens. They they kind of have that initial like move up and then and then it can get pretty hairy. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at it now. Look, they, they could pull this off. I mean, we'll see. Um, They'll sell all the tokens. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Let's say I had a fire sale access, which I didn't push for it. But if I had, like, I would have probably just sent something to try it. Because that's, I'm an ape. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, you've I seen me. Gamble, yeah, right? yeah, you've seen him, you've seen me ape into way stupider. Let's just say that we've bought stupider coins than that. <laughs> like, probably hundreds of them, yes. right? Like, we've sent, like, you know, I mean, dude, 
it was not that long ago that motherfuckers paid Ben.eth to retire and retire like three different, three generations of his, right? So, you know, there's worse places where money goes. And we've all bought worse shit coins uh, in the past, right? So I don't know. Totally. Like, would I have participated in the sale? Absolutely. Am I going to be buying it right off the races? Probably not. But will I be looking at dips? Yeah, I'll have the chart open, you know? And, and I will definitely hope for them to figure it out and do it well because I, I want them to do well. That's my stance, but I guess we'll see. Um, I know there was some people didn't like the fact that you had to like tweet about it and everything. It was automated tweeting and pushes a token and whatnot. But, you know, you sign up for it, you sign up for it. You can also, you take the boxes before signing up. So if you're not happy about that, then maybe just don't sign up. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Anyways, so let's let's move on to SPF. I think this is bigger news today. I think this is probably the biggest topic of the day. Um, you know, Sam Backman Freed. Uh, so SBF um, uh, to testify. SBF to testify in fraud trial after onslaught from Inner Circle. The former crypto mogul is fighting portrayal as criminal mastermind, and um, and he's going to be you know testifying today in court. Uh, trying to either plead his case against a jury to try and make himself look good or maybe make uh, the up-and-coming uh, movie a little more interesting. Uh, so, I mean, Carlo, uh, you know, we, we have you on, on stage here, the DeFi, criminal DeFi defense lawyer, you know, host of an incredible legal show weekly on Rug Radio. I also saw that you made the first page, what is it, of the Financial Times, New York Times? Which one was it? You made, you made front page of that. Uh, giving your was it New York Times, Carlo? New York Times Sunday edition. That was wild, dude. That was crazy. When I saw your name in there, I was like, hell yeah, that's fire. Because you've been following this case pretty closely, so I think you're probably the best first on this stage right now to speak about this. Where are we at right now in this case, and what the hell is SBF doing testifying today? I mean, you're a criminal attorney. Would you have asked SBF to testify today if you were his attorney? Well, you know the thing is. It's a touchy situation because it's absolutely his right under the Fifth Amendment to remain silent or testify. Right. So, yes, of course, you you advise your client, but it's ultimately the client's decision. Am I shocked he made that decision? Not at all. Remember, this is the guy who, before he got arrested, was in Twitter spaces and blogging about what happened. And that's one of the problematic things about him taking the stand is the government's got so many receipts that they're going to be able to pull up given his Twitter posts and his blog posts and his comments and spaces, it's going to be ugly. It's going to, I mean, do you, is he, do you think like, obviously like now we're just assuming someone's intention. So I don't want to, but is he doing this to like try and does he think, cause he's delusional enough to think that he can win this back over. Like, do you think he's doing this to win the jury over or is he doing this just because at this stage he it, just loves himself so much? You know, I got to, uh, I was in New York last week for a conference and I actually got to watch the trial. I got in line on a slow day uh, on the day that I was supposed to travel back home and they had the accountant testifying as the government's expert witness. So it wasn't a huge line to get in and I actually got to watch the trial firsthand. Um, the evidence that I saw and everything I followed so far is, is really overwhelming so he really, in the calculus, probably doesn't have much to lose. There are a couple of downsides that I got to stress. Number one, the judge, who in this case is very, very sharp and on top of things, very impressed with this judge, he's paying attention to everything, and he's going to be the judge that will be sentencing SBF if he loses. So he's going to be taking notes on this testimony, and what he testifies to could potentially be used as a justification to increase his sentence. And secondly, if he loses and he has to appeal, he could be hurting his position on appeal because if he's arguing that there wasn't enough evidence to convict, but then he testifies and fills in a bunch of gaps with new evidence, that could hurt him later on appeal. It's, this is crazy. So where, where, which part of the trial are we at now? Was it meant to be a 16-day? Is it meant to, like what, what, which, where are we at right now? Is this like, are we okay. coming to an end? Yeah. So the government rested their case, and now the defense has put on their case. And as part of the defense's case is the decision whether the defendant testifies or not. He's made that decision. No one's going to stop him from doing it. So his attorney is going to put him on the stand, try to get him through this testimony as smoothly as possible. 
And then the government's going to get up and they're going to cross-examine him and they're going to confront him with every inconsistent or contradictory statement he's ever made. Then the defense is going to rest and it's going to go to closing arguments and then it's going to be in the hands of the jury. So it's wrapping up faster than we thought it would. They scheduled more time for this trial. Got it, got it. In, the, in your humble opinion here, not legal opinion or whatever, are we, uh, we, we made some, some calls early on to see what he's going to face. A lot of us seem to think he's really going to face the whole hundred something years. But what do, you, what do you think from your experience is I, and from what you've seen so far? Is he? Is he yeah, you know, it's interesting. We talked about this early on and I, I thought that the sentence could be in the Madoff range. I did get, uh, I was in an interesting conversation with a journalist actually about this who brought up an interesting point. Uh, one thing that might make this different from the Madoff case, and this is an interesting take, is in the Madoff case, you had people's lives that were completely wrecked by what Madoff did. I mean, their retirements were completely erased. The carnage and the damage was just extensive. In this case, you have a lot of losses, but there's there's this theory being floated that because people were not 100% invested in FTX and didn't have all their money tied up, you're not going to see that kind of victim testimony if he's convicted. You're not going to see victims coming forward making that kind of a story and narrative at sentencing like maybe you did in the Madoff. I don't know. We mm -hmm. both know a lot of people were wrecked in this case, but is it going to influence the judge to go off the charge with the sentence? I think it's going to largely depend on how the victim testimony goes and, and how the judge views the trial evidence. Yeah, well, listen, uh, I de we definitely hope that he takes the whole slap on the face and not just a slap on the wrist uh, over here. I don't know if uh, Mando or Ovi had like any like more on the legal side questions. If when well, do we have Carlo? But I think this is a good roundup. Um, What's his best, best, best bet to get off? Oh, yeah, good think? one. Are you talking about acquittal or are you talking about sentencing? Because I've heard that there's been some inconsistency in the trial, in the in the testimony of some of the ex executives. Like, do you, have you have any insight about where you think the defense is going to take this, or where where you think he yeah, might take this to try and defend? There's the always, yeah, there's always inconsistencies. Good good criminal defense lawyers are always going to use cross examination to point to contradictory testimony to trip up witnesses. But when you when you weigh those inconsistencies against the overwhelming evidence from the insiders in the company as far as what his state of mind was, what his attitude was with respect to the over-leveraging of investor funds in Alameda. I think at the end of the day, that's going to be a bridge too far for the defense to really make the case that, that, that he's acquitted on all counts across the board. He might get acquitted of some of these counts, Mando, just because the jury may not see evidence there with respect to some of the other counts as far as the securities fraud and so forth. But the wire fraud, that's going to be a tough one to win on. So I think probably not a leap of faith to say there's a high probability he's going to get convicted here. The question remains, how much time is this judge going to give him? Wow. So he's going to do time anyways, just a question of how much. Um, yeah, look, uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories being floated out that, you know, he's going to get this, he's going to get that because of the political donations. But I don't think anyone wants to put their neck yeah. out on the line politically for this guy. And the loss Holy numbers God. are just too big to ignore. I mean, prison is definitely within the line of sights for him. Good. Uh, last question is, did you run into his mom while you were in New York? I actually saw her in the courtroom. And that honestly was one of the more surreal moments of the case because you know, you read about it, you see it on social media, but then to sit there live and to see this professor from Notre Dame talking about the money and the money going to buy properties in the Bahamas and actually mentioning where the, you know, the money was spent. And then to look over and see mom and dad in the courtroom. Uh, dad was there in the morning the day I was there and I think he left, but mom was there for it. She was taking notes. Oh, shit. It was surreal to see her, man. Probably taking notes on whose head she's fucking chopping off after this trial. Uh, she's scary. Yeah, intense, she looks intense. scary, right? Yeah, intense, intense lady. No question about it. Um, <laughs> I would not you know, want to cross that woman's path. I, yeah. Her stare down probably would knock me to the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sheesh. Yeah. yeah, definitely an intense moment. And I'll tell you, being in there, it was historic. I mean, this is a big deal. And to actually make it into the courtroom and not the overflow room and have to watch it on TV, but to be in there live and see the judge, the judge is great, man. He's witty. He's sharp. He's stopping in the middle of questions to make sure the jury understands what's going on. He's making sure this is a clean trial. So it'll be interesting how this all plays out.
Yeah, it'll it'll be super interesting. Carlo, listen, whenever there's big updates and stuff, uh, come back and, and update us on the whole thing and uh, because this is some great updates. So thank you so much for coming up today. Always, always a pleasure to show up for the Rug fam. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Carlo. Fire. There was, there was not even planned. There was not even planned. Carlo pulls up, requests his peak, coming in clutch here with the answers and probably the best uh, updates that we could give you all on the SBF trial. Boys, it looks like the man is going to get one-two punch. Maybe a little uppercut. Is, is uppercut number three, Ovi? It's one, two. No, it's five. Five and six. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? Uh, I think seven, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about seven and eight, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making shit up at this stage. But listen, I am training. I am training. So if there's at some point someone you know wants to go, you know, I could be part of the next crypto fight night. You never know. You never know. You know, it's, uh, you know, it could be fun. It could be fun. I just don't know how we do. Did you figure out how you're going to fight with your long hair? You're going to put a do-rag on or what? I, I have to get cornrows, I think. I think it's oh, wow. Yeah. Yo, the cornrows are going to look crazy, bro. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's gonna look fire. Uh, it's the, the only option I have, I think. That's crazy. That's crazy. Listen, the market is roaring, and if we get up November, I'll see you in Dubai, uh, <laughs> baby. But <laughs> let's just hope for up November so we can all celebrate together. But anyways, uh, the next topic I have up here is Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate hates <laughs> hates NFTs, crypto. Crypto bros and sisters, NFT bros and sisters. He hates the influencers. Um, Andrew Tate believes that any single person who makes money you on cryptocurrency uh, has never worked a day in their lives, uh, believes that they don't know what the real life world is like. They're not like him. They're not like him. They haven't worked. They haven't done anything. So if you run a whole ass business in the space or if you work really hard on a nine to five job while being invested in crypto and you end up making it, you didn't work hard. It was all luck and nothing else but luck. Uh, and, you know, and except that, you know, if you get rich in crypto, in the words of Andrew Tate, you are now a rich dork, which makes you a mega dork. I mean, Mando, I have a question for you. How does it feel being a mega dork? Yeah. Uh, it was a damning uh, video. I mean, we um, should play some of it, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely set it up. Um I, I don't know. I like. I, I listened to him. He uh, yes, listen to him for a bit. <laughs> We're going to talk about NFTs. <laughs> there was a time when very successful, <laughs> rich people were trying to convince me to spend millions of dollars on a JPEG, and they tried to explain to me that it's on the blockchain and it's one of one, and you can see on the blockchain. Who the fuck is checking the blockchain for my JPEG? G? Who cares? Three million for a Bugatti, fine. Drive a Bugatti. Three million for a JPEG. <laughs> People can just copy and save the JPEG. No, but my JPEG's the real one. It's on the blockchain. Look on the blockchain. If you go to etherscan.com, bro, what planet are you on? Nobody gives a fuck about etherscan, checking the blockchain. Even if I proved, after all, that I owned that picture, guess who would care? No one. Only nerds. It was a circle jerk of nerds. And there was all these crypto influencers on Twitter. Bro, these are the worst people in the world, these people. That's all these crypto crazy. influencers. All unimpressive specimens of human. None of them have done anything difficult to actually make money. You know, if you want to make money in the real world, you have to learn skills along the way. If you want to go from zero dollars up to $10 million a year, you're going to have to learn how to deal with stress. You're going to learn how to deal with people, how to hold meetings, confidence, how to manage staff. You're going to learn things. By the time you get there, you're going to be a better person. He makes a impassioned case about the end. He's the wrong person to make this case, to be clear. And to take I mean, money from, advice from, from someone him. wearing the watch on the right yeah. side. But anyways, go. Like he, he, he makes, he makes in, in, in some ways, not terrible cases. What he's saying is, let me try and distill all the different things he was saying. First is that, obviously, digital assets, like, they're easily to replicate. Um, Right-click, save as, all that sort of shit. Then he, the argument that... Um, it's a lottery. People are just speculating and you're going to make me on a crypto. I agree with that. Like people go into crypto because it's a lottery. His, his argument was that, that that was somehow wrong or that, um, and that somehow like rich people would make money while they lose money. I, I actually think that people are being, because of the growth in the, in the income inequality, I think people are being drawn into higher and higher risky bets. You know, like, it's you can't just like work hard if you don't make money if you if you if you if you don't have enough money like that you have to have incredible luck and take incredible risks because rich people with compounded interest are just always going to be getting richer and richer and richer so like if you need to relevel yourself often you do need to take wild risks um and that is increasingly what 
you're seeing like a demand for those higher risks. Crypto kind of does satiate that to a certain extent. Um, I don't think he's actually against Bitcoin or or ETH. He, he said he's he's kind of for them. It was more just a case. I think he was just railing against the the idea that this was just one big lottery that we were all involved in, and that um, everyone involved in that lottery was an idiot. I don't know. Like, is that, me, is that... easy to make points about the global market and say, oh, like a lot of the founders weren't this, a lot of this weren't that. But like, that's an easy point to make. That's like the easiest cop out. Like, we'd get it. Right. What do you think, Obi? I just love how this guy is like a former Big Brother contestant and he just has this weird, like, fake American accent now. It's just so funny. Like, you just watch the clips from him on Big Brother, like, 15 years ago, whatever, versus now. Just like, what happened to this man? Like, oh, really? I mean, yeah. He, he is American, sell... though. Half American? I think he's, I think he's just English. Look at no, this. That's American. Keep the KPM version. Bruv, these are the worst people in the world, these people. All these crypto influencers. All unimpressive specimens of human. <laughs> the KPM version is wild, bro. The KPM did a version. <laughs> yeah, look that. at it. This is crazy. These are the worst people in the world. These this people. is crazy. All these crypto. <laughs> this fucking KPM face is crazy. This this is absolutely crazy over here. Yeah, I mean, listen. He, he went to he went to Luton Sixth Form College. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Luton is has been voted like the most the most depressing city in the UK multiple times. Ah, maybe, maybe that's why he is the way he is. No, no shade to anyone who lives in Luton. Yeah, it's uh... seems like a lot of shade. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, there, mate. <laughs> It's a dump, but no shade, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, no shade, no shade, uh, no shade. Do they even have a football team? Luton does. The they're, they're, they're the Premier League, yeah. Oh, so it's not that much of a dump. Yeah, but the I mean, stadiums, the stadiums, a bit of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Anyways, so that that's about. It. I mean, Andrew Tate hates us. I think he's made that clear a lot of times. Uh, but it's, uh, but you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, and we just keep going. I like these bottom signals though. When everybody starts hating on it again, it's because it's part of the conversation again. And they're just making us bigger in my opinion. Like it's like everyone when remember like the amount of hate we're getting at the top of the market, you know, it was like peak. So mm -hmm. it's going to happen again. And at the end of the day, his fanboys are all going to end up buying our bags one day or another. So they can hate it now, but. I could see like the Cobra Tate, Andrew Tate followers buying my ETH at like 5K. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, that's, that's who you're dumping on for anyone listening. Like you're dumping on these people, like Andrew Tate followers. They're all going to come around when they see the market pump in. He may not, but his followers is just regular people like the rest of us. And they're going to come and buy the FOMO because their supreme leader made them miss the run up. That's literally what's going to happen. Is that anything and then wrong? His 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 remedy for this is like work hard, like learn skills, like all this sort of Easy stuff. Easy to say though, right? Like, oh yeah, learn a skill and go work. Like, get a nine to five while trading crypto. Like, we get it. That's like the most basic thing to tell someone. Like, get a job. You can work nine to five in a regular job, and at the end of your life, you could end up massively underperforming other people, but just because of the sheer fact that accrued interest just means the rich get richer. Like, you are naturally drawn to these sort of things because that you need to re-rate yourself to these sort of things yeah. or you need to like become an entrepreneur and think of your own business. Like there's a reason why people are drawn into a lot of this sort of stuff. It's just the, the nature of society as it is right now. Like you, you know, when Jeff Bezos, Bezos has got like a hundred billion like, and you know, this, the billionaires will just keep on getting richer and richer and richer. It's the way capitalism works. Like accrued interest, just compound, compound returns just meaning you get richer and richer and richer and richer. Like people will always, and increasingly be drawn into higher risky ventures, in my opinion. Crypto, for me, seems like one of the best one out, one, one, ones out there because it challenges the current capitalist model. Um, and I think that's, that, that is quite scary. Like if I was, if I was a billionaire, I, I actually think owning crypto is one of the best hedges for being a billionaire out there right now, because you either continue to get richer and richer and richer by compound interest and like it's so easy you can just put your stuff into treasuries and elon was even saying this yesterday how are you not owning treasuries like if you own if you have 100 billion you can just put it at five percent you're earning five billion a year you know it's just like insane so um 
but I think the uh, crypto is a good hedge because like the other option of that is that like, you know, all these governments start defaulting on their debt and you're sitting there going like all these companies start defaulting on their debt. And in that world, I think things like Bitcoin and gold, I think they do very, very well. So I, I don't know. I think, I think crypto is a good, good investment out of all the lotteries out there. I think crypto is a very good one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely with you on that. Speaking of crypto and speaking of the god of geekdom and being a geek nerd, uh, I mean, what's what's even worse than someone who not only trades crypto, buys NFTs and actually creates them? I mean, Ovi, um, you're at the bottom of the barrel of the Andrew Tate uh, directory here because on top of that, you have a large audience and uh, you just had a drop. You just had a drop. We wanted to talk about it yesterday, but we weren't here. But what, what what's this? Uh, I mean, obviously you talked to me about it in London, but why don't you tell people like, you know, what's happening with your boxing drop? It's looking hella fun. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to, I wanted to like draw something around the boxing stuff. Um, I haven't done, really done like a gamified fun kind of drop for a while. So um, I thought it would be interesting to basically create, there's, there's going to be a series of nine drops and each drop is going to constitute a outcome of the fight. So the first one was, a round one knockout by me. The next one's going to be a round one knockout win by my opponent. Um, and there'll be nine different permutations. And basically the idea is if you own an addition from uh, an outcome that ends up being the correct outcome, then there'll be a bonus addition for everyone to win. And that will basically be like a really good piece that's going to be a much fuller and detailed piece than the than these ones. Um, so yeah. So a kind of so wait, it. only round one has dropped so far, right? Only round one has dropped so far, and there's diff there's going to be like different allow lists, and like some will be public, some will be allow lists. I um, missed the first one. That went quick, by the way. Sold out like minutes, no? Yeah, it was kind of like leaked. So I think that the way that they disseminated it is kind of just like a bit under the radar. Maybe I didn't really announce it or anything uh. um, until a bit later. But um, yeah, I think they'll be they'll be um, uh, distributed in different ways, like whether it's allow list, whether it's public, whether it's gamified by some other stuff. Um, but each edition is just, they're just, they're small editions. They're just 69 pieces um, each one. So I kind of just kept it small, basically. Um, I like that. This is a lot of yeah, fun. that was a cool way to like get people involved, have like, get people to have like a stake in the fight a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, it, this is really cool. I mean, I, I found yeah. the, the OpenSea uh, link. Here you go, full screen it. There you go. This one's fire. I like yeah. that. Round one KO, I'm with it. I'm with it. I think I think uh I think it could happen. What do you think, man? When we doing the press conference. When we doing the press yeah, conference. Next week, I, Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday next week. Oh, you got the date? Okay, so Wednesday yeah. or Thursday next week on, on this show? On this show, yeah. So next week that's either the first or second. I like Thursdays better. I think Thursdays are like an are like right, a, I'll tell him. I think Thursdays are a good day. Like today. I think you should bring him on next Thursday, November second. Lock it in. Lock it in. And Sims is here, All so right. I know you can hear in the back end. Let's lock him in for what? The last what? How long is the press conf? Like 15, 20? Yeah, it's, you do 15, 20 minutes. Okay, should we do like end 15? You want to start with it? Uh, up to you guys. I don't mind. Man, what do you think? Do we start the show with it and, and run the show? Or end do it. we end it? End it. End it. End it. We'll, end have people on show. Yeah. we'll have people on stage asking questions as well. This is going to be like a Perfect. UFC. <laughs> I, I, want you, I want you dressed up like... Like yeah. a UFC fighter yeah. before. Yeah, fighter. Yeah, things, you're right? showing. Like make sure he's on video too. He has to be on video too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I three piece you, yeah. suit, like everything. I want you to have a three piece suit. I want you to have the mug glasses and your paints on the table. I, you Walker. I apologize for absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> I want you to go like this, man. I, I want you to be on here like. <laughs> I want you to be like, hey mate, hey mate. I fucked your sister, mate. I fucked your sister. <laughs> <laughs> like that okay that'd These be a wild part to the uh to, to the press yeah. conference but yeah I, I think it's, it's we've got to feel it you know we've got to feel the uh the uh aggression you know, you know the thing man though you already know like he's gonna come here and be like oh my god man like yeah. how are you doing how was your week we're gonna be best friends oh you're such, a, you're such a nice guy i don't really want to punch no. you in the face you guys are gonna come to the to the fucking fight on the 24th man they're gonna have a handshake like instead of oh, like sure. things, they're gonna be like, good luck <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so next week, you heard it here first. Next Thursday, around this time, a little earlier than this time, but we'll be we'll be hosting the the deck the Dove Dex the Dex <laughs> the Docs Dev. See, Ooh. I can't even remember his name. He's irrelevant to me. It's a no. You're gonna knock him out. Okay, but I will keep my professionalism during the press conference because it's on our show and I must remain like this, but you do the shit talk. So I won't do any shit talking. So if you hear this, Doc Stev, I'm not going to be like this when you come on. I'm going to stay professional with Mando, hopefully also. Um, and we're going to host a professional conference. You know? You know? He should have his boys on stage. We'll have our boys, you know. Let's, let's, <laughs> you know what? Let's you know what? Let's throw some chairs. Offer, offer him offer him to bring a boy to on, on the show if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. What's that, what's that shit going to be released? Zuma. Yeah, you know what? Let's get some Zuma chads on stage. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see who's, who has this token because I still have not met a single person uh, <laughs> that has it. So bring out the Zuma whales. Bring him out. Bring like his coach and someone. He's allowed two people, right? Because we're right. two people. And then Mando, what we'll do is you talk shit. I'm probably going to have to do press conference stuff, so I'll try and not talk too much shit. I'm just going to bring up the chart of his coin, dude, and I'm just going to keep <laughs> zooming in. Do you know how to share your screen? No. <laughs> I, wish I do that around here. So I'll show you guys by, by then. That'll be, that'll be, listen, that'll be fun. We'll prepare for the big press conference. We'll have that Rocky Balboa music fucking playing everything. And, uh, and we'll get going. Hopefully, the market uh, is higher uh, at that time. Because what be nice. is, uh, is right now, I mean, Bitcoin is literally racing to zero, being only at 34K. Uh, it's over, <laughs> so, guys. Bull yeah, market's over now. Sorry. Bull market's over until tomorrow. So this is a good time to actually end this show and tell everybody that we'll see you all tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Gem Web 3 powered by Kraken, but also tomorrow powered by God Candle Friday. So with that, with that, with that, peace out, y'all. See you tomorrow.